Talking with Topher is sponsored by slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com, New Hampshire Vape Gallery, and naturalbossnh.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode 86. Six, six. What is happening, TWT fans? It is so good to be back. That's right. It's another beautiful day out. Today is Sunday, November 14th. But for all of you out there, it is going to be Thanksgiving. So I want to say happy Thanksgiving. I'm trying to keep this podcast, uh, uh, I don't even know. Like, I feel like I, I, I feel like I recognized some holidays last year, but did a little bit better this year. And that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to make it better. I'm trying to make it more consistent. And I'm trying to uh, include everybody in everything. You know what I mean? So I'm just excited to be here. It's what? Two o'clock in the afternoon. I got about an hour to kill uh, before I have to get back into it. I got Christmas pictures to take. Uh, with the mail being slow, I want to get them done ASAP, get them out there so that everybody gets their stuff on time. Luckily, I don't think I do any shipping of presents. I mostly do all the driving on Christmas Day, so we should be able to buy all our gifts, hopefully, in a reasonable amount of time and get them distributed. Um, but yeah, if you got a any gift buying to do, you're definitely going to want to do it soon. Most of the cutoff dates are December 15th for mail-out. Uh, that's UPS, FedEx, and USPS from what I have seen um, and read. So get your gifts purchased and get them out as quickly as you can. But I hope everybody's having a great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a wonderful day. It's one of my favorites. Um, definitely. Just... I don't know. It's I feel like Thanksgiving, you get more people um, from the family to come in. Like I don't know. I always I, I always felt like Thanksgiving was bigger than Christmas, even though Christmas is big. But everybody's kind of with the families. Where Thanksgiving seems like everybody shows up. You know what I mean? I mean it's not like for not like that for us anymore. You know when my grandfather passed um god 1990 um he he was like the staple um in my mom's side of the family and when he passed you know holidays kind of broke up and it got a little bit thinner and then every year from there when you know all of us grew up and had our own kids not not including me um, but then it got a little bit thinner because then, you know, they don't want to travel with the kids and that, 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 so they do their own thing where they live and we do our own thing where we live. So, I mean, overall, I'd have to say that the holidays have gotten a little bit smaller, but all the nieces and nephew make it feel like it's getting larger again, which is really nice. Um, but it's just a great time to be thankful for what you have. I know don't I don't want to get in the history of Thanksgiving. I don't I don't want to talk about any of that. I I understand what it all is. It's probably not a great holiday. It was massacre this that we did Thanksgiving to 
give a false impression so that we could slaughter all the natives. Uh, whatever it is, I don't give a shit. It's a nice holiday. We all get the day off from work. We get to sit around and eat food and talk shit. And, um, you know, f- back in the day for me, Thanksgiving was a great time to get drunk. You know, everybody in, on both sides of my family drank. Um, so it was an easy way for me to get alcohol. It was an easy way for me to uh, just do what I wanted. You know, I would bring my own alcohol when I turned 21, um, the first couple Thanksgivings. And uh, when I got to drink a beer with the with the adults, you know, like, we were, we're always considered kids. Like, if I go and talk to my dad, my dad still considers me a kid today. Um, but when I was in my mid-20s, I was buying alcohol, bringing it to Thanksgiving, and then I'd be able to have a beer with everybody. But then I'd just, you know, disappear, and then I'd drink my hard alcohol. So there's been a few Thanksgivings where I've flown off the handle. Um, you know, and then, of course, I couldn't do that anymore. But think it, it's, a, it's a wonderful holiday. And even though I'm kind of focusing on a little bit of the negative that I brought to the holiday— it's still a great, great holiday. You know, I love, uh, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not that big a fan of turkey or uh, chicken. I personally think uh, they're not that great. They don't have enough protein. There's not enough stuff in it. And, you know, the the recalls we've had, the price soaring on turkey in itself is crazy right now. It's absolutely astronomical. So I'm like, oh, well, if you can't afford a bird this year, maybe the ham would be cheaper. But I don't know if that's true either. You know, you got to really shop around to find good deals these days on your uh, meat and poultry. Um, and But there's just been a bunch of recalls on chicken, um, you know, a lot of the pre-bagged stuff. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I tend to stay away from is having a lot of recalls lately. And I don't know what that means, um, but... I just, I know that I'm really looking forward to uh, this Thanksgiving. It's going to be the first one without Ma, so that's going to be a little rough. It'll also be our first Christmas without her, but um, I'm really looking forward to it, seeing my sister and everybody else, and this is the, what is it, every four or five years, my birthday lands on Thanksgiving. Which is always weird because it's like I lose a day. But I I am not on the same page as the people who have Christmas. And Christmas is their birthday. That's got to be much more difficult. At least I lose my day to a day of food and everything else. You lose your day uh, altogether. You know, people try to combine your gifts and all this other stuff. And that's, it's a sucky way to do uh, Christmas slash birthday for somebody, I think I, but I'm not, I've never been in that position. So every four to five years, I lose my birthday. Uh, so, but luckily I get the day before Thanksgiving off. It's already a scheduled day off. No big deal. Or my normal day off. And, uh, I'm going to celebrate my birthday on the 24th this year. Yeah. Yeah. So when you see this, I will have celebrated my birthday yesterday. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm excited for this Thanksgiving, one, because, you know, it's nice to get out there and see everybody. Last Thanksgiving was really weird. 
Um, I think this Thanksgiving is going to start to feel a little bit more normalized. And then, um, you know, I just got off of my five-day water fast. So getting off the five-day water fast, uh, well, today, today, yeah, that's right. Um, so I got off my five-day water fast today. I've been eating all morning. I'm really excited for lunch, and I'm really excited to dig in um, to eat all the food I can on Thanksgiving. I'm going to bring my digestive pills with me, and I am just going to town. If there's one thing that a five-day water fast has showed me, it's how much I really do enjoy food. You know, and I was always a person that was like, I don't enjoy food. I just eat it because I have to. Eh, not so much anymore. Now I'm like, oh, I really enjoy it. And I, I can pick out flavors and there's things obviously I don't like, but I still try them because I would say that I didn't like them. But I, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that I did when I was drunk. And I'm like, well, if I said I didn't like it when I was drunk, maybe maybe just maybe it's not that bad you know i'm kind of like going against uh what i used to think when i was drinking so i'm trying i'd say i say these are all new things but it's like i'm just redoing them this but the difference is going to be i'm actually going to have a memory of what i like and what i don't like i'm going to have a memory of that food i'm going to have the memory because i didn't have the memories before you know so i just think it's a great holiday um and it's a good time to get with family, take a deep breath, look at everybody and everything around you and soak it all in and enjoy it. Uh, if you're the one that's cooking or it's your house, I can understand being lost in the chaos. But still, take a step back and look. Everybody's at your house. Everybody's about to sit down and eat the meal you just spent eight hours preparing and getting ready, and now you're all going to have conversation over a delicious meal. That's something to be thankful for, right? I have so many things in my life to be thankful for that um, I've got to really stop focusing on the negative. Now, don't get me wrong. When I focus on the negative stuff, I um, it's important. It's important to focus on it because if it's something that you see ahead of time and you can correct it before it gets worse, then that's a good thing. But if you're just festering on all the negative stuff in your life, you haven't moved forward, you haven't uh, ex moved up in your job, you know, you, you, your car keeps breaking, all these things. There's all kinds of little negative things that can pick you, that you pick at and that makes everything worse. So I am trying, like I talked about when I talked about being grateful, grateful, gratefulness, thankfulness, um, all of these things have been helping me get over all the negative stuff that I keep pointing out all the time, you know, and it's really helped me um, look at things a little bit differently. Like I'm like, oh man, this, it's bad. But it's not that bad. You know what I mean? And I'm always in my head about this. I never feel good about myself. I never feel like I'm doing enough. I never feel like I get up uh, at the right time. I'm, I'm not moving enough. I'm not getting enough done. Um, I, I'm always doubting myself. Uh, you know, I'm, I mean, with everything. And 
that it sometimes is very hard to find positivity in that. And that's what I am um, I'm, I'm thankful for right now. I'm thankful for the fact that I can find some positivity in my life by stopping, breathing, and taking it all in. And realizing that even though money is tight, um, inflation, and inflation is inevitable and at its worst right now. And uh, the money's going to get tighter. Um, there's there's all kinds of things that I'm just seeing that are going to make everything more difficult come 2022. You know, And I said a year and a half ago, I thought 2022 was going to be the year. It was going to be awesome. And our government is finding more and more ways to destroy all of that um, with these, with the taxes on the gain in the stock market and on the uh, cryptocurrency, um, with the fact that they're supposedly doing something to our taxes to make up for this infl- inflation um, in the prices and our groceries and everything else. So I don't know what the fuck that means, but I'm not holding my breath that these guys are going to be like, oh, we're going to give you more of a break. I feel like they're going to be like, oh, you have to pay for inflation and now you have to pay more for taxes. Like lower class and middle class, we're going to get squished. I just believe that one day. I believe there's no way out of this struggle sometimes. I'm like, what is happening here? You know, um, this tax that they're going to be doing on the gains And I don't know exactly what I'm talking about, and that's the whole point of this podcast, is that I'm just going to tell you what I'm thinking, what I do know, and unfortunately, uh, I could be absolutely incorrect. So please do your own due diligence and fact check me, and if I'm wrong, tell me, you know? Um, but But supposedly, you know, if you bought something at 20 and it drops down to 8, you're going to be paying the taxes on 20. That's the basic gist I got out of it. Um, so you're, you're paying taxes on something you don't even have. It makes no sense whatsoever. I think whatever is going to happen is going to completely crush, uh, the stock market. Um, you know, I don't know much about cryptocurrency and its own. Uh, I do know that I've bought you Ethereum and, um, yeah, I, I moved it somewhere. And left a very little bit in uh, Coinbase, and I have no idea where I moved the rest of it to. So I lost $300 at the time. That was, uh, it was under a penny when I purchased it. So really bummed out about that. Um, Because I think I had, I think, I think at the time, or maybe it was a dollar something, and I bought, you know, 300, which gave me three pieces or whatever the fuck it is. I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't know much about this, but all I know is, is that I moved it. I lost it, and I got a very small sliver, and they're doing really good, and that makes me butt hurt. And uh, I bought some Shiba Inu. Um, somebody told me to get on that train, bought it at 78, um, got like two million, 20 million shares, and uh, or is that what you call them? Or did I buy 20 million coins? I don't know what the fuck I bought. Um, but I got that, and, and, and that stuff is on... You know, a roller coaster. Um, but I'm really holding out on this one. I'm not moving it. I have all my logins. I've saved everything. And I'm just waiting to find out what happens with this. But 
the reason I kind of got into this was because um, what what's going to happen? What's going to happen with all these new taxes, um, the way that they want to tax all this uh, cryptocurrency? What what are we looking at here? You know, um, what is the next big currency anyways? It feels like the dollar is dying. And um, I mean, get this. Okay. Back in the day, you used to be able to roll your own quarters, bring them to the bank. They would give you 10 bucks for them. Now they have some issues with people putting in stuff that weighs like a quarter, but is not a quarter. So yeah, uh, a lot of people were ripping the bank off. So they stopped that. So now it's seal press. There is coin shortages everywhere, right? Here's the funny thing. There is no coin shortages in almost anybody's house. But no bank, credit union, or anywhere else I've gone to will let you turn in your change and just get your money back for your change. Now, I understand if you go to a Walmart or if you go here, if you go there. But even at my own credit union, I go there and they still hit me up with a fee. It may be way less because they're literally just covering the cost of that machine. But why is it if you have a change shortage throughout the country, why is it that you're not giving us an opportunity to turn our change in for full price? I don't want to give you my change if I have to give you a piece of what I sold. It's just like all the taxes and all the increases. What the? I haven't gotten a raise, so why do all of you out there get to raise your prices on us? People are out of work. They've got no money. So how is it okay for everybody to increase their prices? Nobody's making any more money than they were two years ago. If, if, if And that's just me. I mean, other people are not even making close to what they were making two two years ago other people are making somewhat close and other people stayed flat that's the middle class right there we're all doomed because i didn't i I don't see any raises being implemented anytime soon my my wife's capped out right now um i'm capped out right now so everything's increasing but that's not and you're like well shouldn't this be illegal in the first place shouldn't it be illegal for the government to tax us more? Shouldn't it be illegal for all of these uh, uh, corporations to jack their prices? I mean, if all your shit is sitting on a container and now you're upping all your prices because you want the most for what's on the shelves at the moment and then everything on the shelves sells out and now all the containers get emptied, hypothetically, Now, all that stuff gets to land on that shelf, even though it was purchased at the lower price, gets to be put on the shelf at the higher price, which makes them more money and costs us more money. So you're like, what is happening here? What are we we supposed to do with this? How are we supposed to fight this? How are we supposed to overcome it? You know, and I'm not saying like my boss is a jerk and he's not giving me, I'm just saying. Shit has been real tough for two, almost two years now. And I think it should be illegal for corporations and our government to take any more money from us than they did in 2019. Everybody should have been halted. You know, my Xfinity went up. 
all the subscriptions went up. Everybody got to hike their prices this year. Everybody. But we have more people on unemployment, not working, jobs. I mean, we have, what, 70,000 truck drivers throughout the country that are not working. And you're like, oh, let's hike the prices of everything. How? Nobody's working. Nobody has money for this shit. And the people that do have money for it, well, fuck me. What am I supposed to do now? So that is irritating me. It shows me that the, um, the dollar, our currency, doesn't seem to be doing as well. And our government is just fishing for every penny that they can. Because now they want to pull a $1.75 trillion deal that's not supposed to cost us anything. If anybody out there actually believes that them making another $1.75 trillion appear for us to continue on, but we won't have to pay it back, I want to know what you're smoking because I need some of that because this is a bunch of BS. There is no way in hell that our government is going to put in this uh, spending limit, raise our, uh, our debt again, and we're not going to have to pay it back. I want you to know right now that the middle class is going to cover almost all of this. The rich will jump through hoops and avoid it, like always. And that's it. It's the poor and the middle class that make, that make up, that gives the government all their money. Always has been, always will be. And I don't know. I'm just really tired of it. And it's making me hopeful for, uh, for cryptocurrency. Because if this is solid and you can actually make some money from it and this is the new way to buy things, I just got to figure out how to not pay taxes on it. But I know they're going to eventually take taxes from it because they're doing it with all digital currency. They're, uh, they're doing it with all online purchasing. They're doing it with online money transfers. They are literally digging into everything that we use online and they're trying to figure out how they can take more money from us. The only, the biggest problem I have with this is that if I am buying something, right? Let me see if I can do this correctly. Like, if I invest my money in cryptocurrency, how are you allowed to tax me on money you already taxed me on? They're always double dipping. I mean, think about it. When I buy a vape product, I get taxed on that, right? And then when it gets purchased, right, the money goes in the drawer. Perfect. But now at the end of the year, we pay taxes on a lot of that stuff again. And you are buying that merchandise with money that you were taxed from. So it's just more and more and more. And they're not going to stop. This is going to get worse. This is what happens, I believe, when we rely on our government to fix our fucking shit. And, do, and, and not do what they're supposed to do. This is how they try to fix it. And for Pelosi to say that this money, this $1.75 trillion budget plan 
is going to cost us nothing? Who's paying for it? Not me. Well, yeah, of course me. I'm paying my taxes. But I listened to a Ben Greenfield podcast recently, and, God, I don't remember the guest. Uh, but they were, ta- they were talking about how uh, this guy had figured out, you know, his way out of speeding tickets. Um, he's figured his way out of, well, he says he hasn't paid taxes since 2015. Um, he has been, I think, audited once. Um, but I don't know. You should listen to it. Ben Greenfield. I listen to him on Spotify. That's probably the best place to get his podcast at. Uh, but shout out to Ben because I absolutely love his podcast. It's amazing. I mean, if you want to know about almost anything that has to do with your hum- the human body, he's definitely the guy to listen to. Um, but yeah, the guy that he had on recently blew my fucking mind with avoiding taxes, avoiding tickets, and it's just knowing the laws. And I know that I don't have enough time to get into all that, but, man, it was pretty incredible. But back to the cryptocurrency real quick. I just think it's a, I think it's a good investment at this moment in time. If you can get on something that's actually going to make it, uh, the one bit of advice that I can give anybody out there who's either uh, thinking about getting into crypto or maybe you bought some and you're you're like oh my god I've lost so much just hang on all right if you listen to somebody and bought some stuff and jumped in you got to remember that the people that told you to do this um, like the people that told me to do this have been doing this for a couple years they've told me to jump on three four different things and all Almost all three of the things out of the four really took off. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I've missed this boat. I missed this boat. And I fucking fucked up this boat by moving uh, stuff and then losing it. Um, But this one I do believe in. I think it's going to be a good one. So, I mean, it's gone up. It's gone down. Um, But if you want to get in, I think it's a great a great way to get in and play. Um, I know there's all kinds of new taxes coming, so that might deter you, which I don't blame. If these taxes do go through, it could change the stock market and the crypto game uh, probably forever. Who the hell knows? Um, But I just hold on to it. Don't, Don't get scared at the price dwindling past what you want it to just hold that's the one thing i've learned and don't look at the app every day that will drive you crazy do not do that i try to look at it every two three days um and i just see where we're at and then i'm like i'm down i'm down Ooh, i'm up um have i gone up over what i purchased no no i haven't yet so that's okay it's been a Pretty steady decrease since I bought in, but um, it it could be the new currency. Who the hell knows? All I know is is that the U.S. dollar is not looking very healthy um, with the change shortages. You all know how to fix that. You want change back into the system? Then give us our dollar, our penny to penny 
and that's it. And we'll give you all our change. I'm sure there's many people out there that have plenty of change that they would not mind giving out. You know what I mean? I've got buckets of it. I'm like, eh, I I don't know what to do with this. Because if I turn it in, I'm losing, what, 6% at the bank, 8% at Walmart, 10% somewhere else. But you're losing a good percentage, and that's not fair. Change used to be that exciting thing that you would go in, you bring it to the bank, they change it for you, and you would get everything back. And it was so exciting because it was like a savings. Well, now you got to pay on your savings, and I don't like that. It makes me very irritated. Um, But I'm in the crypto game. I'm doing it. Um, Keeping my fingers crossed. I've got hope that this is going to go well. I do. Um, you know, I, my fear is the same as it always is with like almost everything. I'm just worried about, you know, I think electricity going out. That's what I'm worried about. I don't know if anybody else thinks about this, but when you really think about everything that we do, everything that we do online, all of our businesses are done through computers, everything, cryptocurrency, I mean, the If we were to lose all of the power, and there was no more power, and I don't know how you could wipe out all the power, but let's just say it happens. Well, what are you going to do then? Because cryptocurrency will be gone. I mean, there'll be charge cards will be dead. And then you're left with cash, gold. Silver. So even though I'm really into the crypto and I'm not saying like I'm really into it, like I'm into it and I've invested in it. And I think it's an interesting. um, I just think it's interesting. Let's leave it at that. And uh, but at the end of the day, you got to have something else, too. So just I don't know. I, I, I don't really know anything about cryptocurrency. So. I know what I'm doing with it, and I know what I've missed out on, and um, I I know that if you're getting into it today, you just don't want to watch it all day, every day. So, but yeah, that's my thoughts on crypto. I don't know. But when I get, um, I just love the holiday seasons. And I just, I love the holidays. I love everything about them. Uh, Thanksgiving, like I said, being one of my favorite. And then, of course, you got Christmas around the corner and then New Year's, which really a lot of these holidays, uh, you know, were drinking days. They were all drinking days. And I have ruined so many holidays, so many holiday parties. And um, it's nice you know, it, it's really nice when I haven't ruined one of my mother's birthdays in, you know, six, seven, six, no, f- yeah, six or seven years. It's been since I've ruined my mom's birthday. Um, you know, uh, having these holidays and now uh, seeing the kids and um, remembering it, just being able to remember it is nice, you know, because you can. You can start off the holidays pretty sober, 
and then you get there, and then you have a few drinks, then you go to the next place, and you, you know, if you got, if you got to do your traveling on the holidays, because that's how my day usually is, it's just driving everywhere, you know, we'll spend anywhere from three to four hours on the road, um, just to get around, and, you know, it was, it's nice to, one, not have to worry about getting pulled over, because no matter where I went, I would always have a drink, so, you're driving intoxicated pretty much no matter what. Um, and then on top of that, by the end of the day, you, I, I, I don't remember what happened. Just because my brain wouldn't retain it. Now, if you can drink and retain, good for you. Uh, I couldn't. I could not. I was not one of those people. It, it's nice to actually be able to remember people's names at this point. And I figured out a small trick for myself. I just got to keep saying the person's name to them over and over and over again, no matter how annoying I find that to be to myself. Um, but that's another tool I'm using. I'm like, oh, this is helping me remember stuff. Um, you know, so being able to remember the holidays, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to uh, this Thanksgiving, is being around with everybody. We're going to her dad's, and we're going to have some amazing food there. Then we're going to my sister's. I'll probably end up stuffing my face again. You know, that's another reason I like the five-day water fast before the the holidays because then I just, I, I pig out. I really do. I try to put on as much weight as I can during the winter. My weights should be here this week. I'm hoping. You know, I'm hoping to get them before Thanksgiving. That would be nice. Um, and as soon as I get those, I got to change my diet. I got to pack on more uh, proteins. I got to pack on a bunch more shit. And then I'm going to start lifting. And I am going to try and hit my goal of 165. And that's what I'm going to work on this winter. That's what I'm going to work on. I'm excited for it. I've got everything set up. I've got the gym pretty much done, except for the barbells. And now that um, all the work schedules uh, will be done, so no more rearranging. I just have four more days to take off very soon. And um, with those days off, I'm going to add in more workouts. I'm going to get back into my jujitsu, And I'm just going to start uh, finishing out this year um, on a good note. You know, good note, remembering all the holidays. And I know it's tough. I know it's tough during these times because I used to have a hard time with it. I mean, I just don't anymore. I, I these water fasts and all the things that I do uh, for working out and the discipline for my eating schedule makes it easy to say no to alcohol. And I think that's what you have to do. You have to find shit that replaces that shit. You have to. You have to find something. You can't just quit and then not do anything. It's not going to work. If you try to go through your everyday normal and the only thing you did was get rid of drinking, you're not going to get rid of drinking. It, it goes the same with any substance. It, insert whatever. Um, so you really have to change yourself, you know? And I think that is what the key is to dealing with our addictions and dealing with our emotions and our own problems. I think that key of wanting to change what is going on in your life is 
what is needed for the person to realize that it's time to change. And I think that's why it's so hard for us to do these things because we get into this uh, path that we've, you know, provided for ourselves. And all of a sudden, now you are stuck in the path. You've worn down that path so much, you can't get up out of the path and get onto the new dirt. But I'm telling you, you can. I know the holidays are tough. There's advertisements everywhere for fucking alcohol. It's so annoying, but it's okay. One day, I bet you we'll see tons of advertisements for marijuana, too. At least we should, you know? Should go federally legal, and they should be doing the same thing uh, with marijuana that they do with alcohol, I feel. I think it should be treated equally at this point, considering alcohol can kill you and uh, marijuana can't, period. So I, I just stick with it. Stay strong. No matter what's going on, no matter how hard things get, you know, just remember that at the end of the day, you are doing this for you. And I'm not saying if you relapse, it, you're a horrible person or you, you know, you failed or none of that. Absolutely not. You did not fail. You might have had a hiccup. Well, pick it back up. Start over again. This is not the first time I quit alcohol. It's just the first time it fucking caught on. You know? It's, 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 it's a hard thing to do. Um, changing your life, getting rid of addictions, and just being alive. It's just all very difficult. And um, I, I know that a lot of people have a lot tougher time during the holidays. You know, it reminds them of this. It reminds them of that. You know, uh, like myself, I'm sad that, you know, Ma won't be there. But I remember when Gramp died, too, and. He wasn't there for the holidays anymore, and the family split, and it was like, shit, this feels weird, and the holidays are not the same. But then, they eventually felt normal, and now without Ma, we'll go through that cycle one more time. You know what I mean? So we're going to continuously go through this cycle, so never give up. Never give up. Um, that's what I'm saying. Never give up. And um, really just step back, breathe, and enjoy everything that's going on today. Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. And uh, it's the holidays. They're here. The holidays are here. That's right. Thanksgiving right around the corner. And Christmas, right after that, Thanksgiving's the best time to figure out what everybody wants. And what better gifts to get than slow down? They got all the shirts, hats, gloves, sweatpants, sweatshirts, leggings, you name it. They got it, and it's great quality at a great price. And now with the holidays right around the corner and the mail slowing down, this is the time to go buy your holiday gifts and get them shipped out ASAP. Yeah, slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Get all of your gifts here 
this year. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Ring, where we're open 1030 to 8 p.m. seven days a week, excluding major holidays. Um, and you can feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. And, of course, you can always shop inside of our store. This is the place to go for the holidays this year. Ching, 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 ching. Yay! The holidays are here, right? Everybody's going to be going to Thanksgiving, figuring out what to buy everybody. And what, where can you go to get all the vaping products that your family members are looking for this year? Well, you can get them right here. At New Hampshire Vape Gallery. That's right. We've got them all. IPX80. How about the new G-Priv? What? This thing? Amazing. Great products. How about some Delta 8? By Moon Men. These disposables are awesome. We've also got CBD, pre-rolls, CBD vapables. We've got your flavored juices. we got all your disposables in stock. We've got it all, and you can get it right here at New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Ring, where we're open seven days a week, from 10.30 to 8 p.m., excluding major holidays. And feel free to come in and shop our selection. Yes. So get everybody what they're looking for this holiday season. And I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving and a Merry Christmas. NaturalBossNH.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Man, oh man, I love this website. They just discontinued their hand sanitizer. And that's okay because we're all starting to realize we don't need it as much as we thought we did. But they've got something even better. A brand new roasted cacao body bomb. It's only going to be available for the holidays. Yay, the holidays. That's right. This holiday season, get yourself some awesome Roasted Cacao Body Bomb. It is awesome. It smells great. And it's great for moisturizing your skin. Amazing, amazing product. Um, I just think all of their products are great. We've got the uh, beard oil. We've got the salve for dry skin. you got the lip balm for dry lips. And then, of course, you have your foot and body soak that helps melt those stressful days away. And then after you're done soaking all that away, you can use the brand new cacao. Uh, use the brand new cacao body balm to bring some moisture back into your skin. And that's only going to be here for a short time. And that's the holidays. That's right. So get your holiday shopping done early and do it here at naturalbossnh.com. Buy one or all five of these products today. Um, let's get into some current events real quick. Like I said, I am hungry. 
So check this out. California parents sue after giving birth and raising someone else's baby. I mean, what? What happened? Here we go. This is video of the moment Alexander Cardinali met his biological daughter for the first time when she was four months old. Losing the birth child that you know for the genetic child that you don't even know yet. It's a truly impossible nightmare. Alexander's wife, Daphna, described what it was like to realize that she had been raising a child that was not biologically hers. Instead of breastfeeding my own child, I breastfed and bonded with a child I was later forced to give away. The Cardinales have filed a lawsuit against their fertility doctor, Eli Ron Moore, seen here in a promotional video. They're also suing his clinic and his lab. The couple first suspected that something was wrong when Daphna gave birth to a baby who didn't look like them or their older daughter. Constantly fighting, nagging questions and pushing down dark thoughts of doubt. It was truly my hell. A genetic test at three months old determined the baby girl was not biologically theirs. And the Cardinales soon learned their embryo was switched with another couple who was raising their biological daughter. The babies were born in 2019, just a week apart. Our memories of childbirth will always be tainted yeah. by the sick reality that our biological child was given. The couple's attorney says the multi-billion dollar fertility industry needs more regulation. Fertility centers are almost entirely unregulated. Barbershops and nail salons are subject to far tighter state and federal regulation. Fertility expert really? Dr. Jeffrey Steinberg, who has been in the business for 35 years, disputes this. We're inspected every two years by the College of American Pathologists. These are high-end inspections. They look at every single detail of every single procedure that goes on. Dr. Steinberg says this was likely a case of human error. He points out that in his lab, every dish that is used is laser etched with the parents' names. It's identification, identification, identification. We have, we have a quadruple safety system. Hmm. Interesting. So what you're telling me is that we, that... They take extra precaution, but they have FUBUs. I, 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 man, what do you do in this situation? What do you do? You know, you, I don't know what their circumstances were. I don't know, um, much about, you know, these people, but, um, you know, I, I guess if I was trying to have a kid and we went through all this, and then, so what happened to the kid that was theirs? How did they get a baby that wasn't theirs? And where's the baby that they were supposed to get? Like, where'd that baby go? Like, was there a baby swap? Did the wrong, like, two families got the wrong babies and they just swapped them back? Or, I mean, I guess you have a lawsuit, you know. I'm sure it was very upsetting. And, uh, but... At the end of the day, what what do you do? That's crazy. Could you imagine? I mean, all right, here here's a I don't even know if this is a good example, but um when me and my wife bought our first dog, right? Um Archer, who I have now. He first time we met him, 
he curled up right underneath my coat and just slept with us while we were playing with all the rest of the puppies. And I was like, I want this one. And they were like, you can't have that one. He is paid for. And I said, oh, that's a bummer. So we took his sister. And uh, then we went to go pick them up. And my wife's like, uh, I think he has a penis. And I go, nah, you're crazy. No way. That's a girl. And, of course, I'm driving. I'm not really looking at the dog. But I was told I was getting a girl, so I got a girl. We get home, and I have one of my friends come over. And he goes, dude, your dog has a dick. And I go, what? And she was like, I told you. And I'm like, oh, my God, what? And I look, and sure enough, um, we got Archer. Now, we had to call uh, the place we got the dog from. Uh, the other family called the place, and we all ended up talking. And we decided, because, you know, it had been a week, you know, growing a bond with the dog and training and all this other stuff. A lot, a lot happens in a week, and the dogs grow extremely fast, so I know this isn't a great example. But we decided both... Both families were like, hey, they were like, I've never had a girl dog before, so we're going to, we're going to, this is great. And me and my wife were like, well, we wanted him in the first place. Um, so, yeah, we're happy too. And that just turned out to be that type of a situation. And I know this is different, but what happened to their baby? That's what I want to know. I thought they were going to tell us what happened to their baby. I thought there was going to be like a baby swap. You know, so I I'm not really too sure on how many people have to deal with this, but I guess take a little bit extra precaution. I don't know how you would ever catch this before it happens. I know that that is probably up to the lab and up to uh, this facility to do that for you. I'm sure this was not cheap at all. And um, I can understand why they're going to sue them. But at the end of the day. What happened to their baby? Right? If they got the wrong baby, where's theirs? Where's theirs? You know? So, I don't know. I thought this was a little crazy. Um, and, 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 and times like these where more people are depending on these labs to, you know, freeze their eggs so that they can have babies later and this and that and other things. It's like, when... When the time comes, you know, are you going to get the wrong embryos? You know, they're going to unfreeze the wrong eggs and put those into your body. And then you grow the wrong baby inside of you. Like, can this stuff happen? This opens up so many more questions. And if, if hair salons and nail salons are under more restrictions than these guys, what the fuck are we doing? Shouldn't that have three times more restrictions than a hair or nail salon? I think so. But I thought it was pretty crazy that they got the wrong baby, but I was hoping to get a little bit more explaining done. Now, this is on um, the Astro... Uh, what's it called? That concert that just happened um, with... Uh, Scott Travis, Travis Scott, 
Travis Scott, I think. If I got it wrong, just let me know. What happened at this concert is tragic. Let's not go without saying that. But the more that you hear about the way that this concert got, the more you're hearing about how often this actually happens, but because there was uh, no deaths, uh, we never talked about it. But I guess this has been happening a lot, and I thought this was neat because this is warning signs about uh, crowds. And let me blow this up for you. So here is one person per milla, uh, m- per square meter. Okay, so this is one person per square meter. Um, as you can see, it's not too bad. Plenty of breathing room. All right, and then now you have. Two people per square meter. Um, it's getting a little bit more crowded. That seems pretty reasonable. Um, I would not feel uncomfortable in that situation. And then you go up to three people per square meter. And you can see it's not packed. And everyone has some space around them. Still said, this level of density density is typical for an evening at a bar or a pub, especially before COVID-19 pandemic. I was going to say, that seems pretty normal. That used to be like club life. You'd walk through, you might brush up against somebody, but for the most part, you can avoid most people. Then we get into four people. At four people per per square meter, everyone is a bit closer together, but still not in each other's personal space. Still said it's similar to the distance people keep while in line in the United Kingdom or the United States. So this is no different than being in line. Okay, that's fine. I could deal with that. Seems like a normal concert. Now we go to five people. Look at the density of this. With the density of five people per square meter, there's more physical contact between people. This could be safe and calm specter situations, but can start to become a problem if there's pushing or shoving. Because this is where uh, if you get pushed or shoved and you fall down, you know, somebody could potentially step on you. And if it's a fight, then other people start fighting and it just starts a chain reaction that goes throughout the whole crowd. And whether you want to fight or not, you might just be in one. Um, Then we're going to go to six people per square meter. And this situation can start to get dangerous. There's more physical contact and it's harder for each person to keep a wider stance, making it much easier for people to tip over. At this point, those in the crowd can easily lose the ability to control their own movement. So that is where Travis Scott's concert was. If not, it might have even been at 7. Because if you have looked into... I mean, I played this last week. I played a video of a couple people that were in the crowd talking about it. But, I mean, people were just getting crushed. You know, if you, they were saying how if you, um, like, if you were just standing there and you, like, jumped up, you just jumped up, you'd be stuck up there. Because everybody would crush 
on top and then catch your legs and you wouldn't be able to drop back down. It, it, it's just insane. Um, and I, I already said this and I forgot, but, um, yeah, I just, there's a few different takes on this. He, I guess he's been known for causing some rioting, um, calling onto the crowd to do some stuff. I guess it was back in 2015. Um, so he has a tendency of starting this chaos which to me is kind of unfortunate, you know, um, because why would you want to do that in the first place? But at the same time, um, you know, they're, they're saying that somebody was going around with a needle, injecting people with fentanyl, and that's why some of these people died. I believe we're going to have to wait to see if the autopsies, um, I would th- uh, see what the autopsies say, and I also believe that this is being... A uh, story that's being narrated, narrated because, um, you know, they don't want to say that they had lack of security. Um, uh, all these things could be true. Um, most of this stuff could be made up. Who the fuck knows? We weren't there. That's the problem. I wasn't there. I have no idea. I'm speculating. But all I can say is, is that you can't deny math, numbers, and uh, 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 science. So this is telling me. That, like, when, when something gets like this, I don't know, man. I, I just wouldn't want to be in that position. I dip out. And they, they were saying you couldn't even get out. You were stuck. Like, people were passing out and then being lifted to the top and then being crowd surfed off. So this was just an intense uh, situation to be in. And uh, I think, you know, we'll get the answers that we're looking for um, at some point. But I did say that I didn't think it was his fault, and now my tendency is starting to turn into maybe it was, you know? And when you're telling people to break down gates, and you're telling people to do this stuff, and you're calling them in, and that place is overpacked and low security, and it's just going to turn into chaos. So, you know, if you're having a lawsuit against Travis Scott, or you're having a lawsuit against all of it, um, you know... Maybe you do have a case at this point. You know, the venue seems to be in the wrong and so does he. So we'll see what happens. But this is what it looks like um, when when six people per square meter um, get next to each other. It's intense and you got, uh, I don't know how you protect yourself at that point. You know, I know everybody wants to be at the front of the stage. They want to see the show. But it's like, when do, when do you go, ooh, this is a bad idea. Uh, let's see, for my next one. So this is awesome. I'm excited about this. I don't think there's a video. Um, but, okay, so I've been saying this for quite some time now. On the vaping industry, right? It has been in the UK for like 30 years now. Uh, So what they're doing is, is now the UK or Europe, yeah, upon the UK government to help raise awareness of their results with the World Health Organization, Uh, especially now that the WHO's COP9 Global Conference will take place in November of this year, likely serve as a launching pad for smoke, sensation, vaping, and tobacco policy around the world. 
So this will be great because we will no longer have a state-to-state thing. If they can prove their case that they've been building up for 30 years now, because you as an American have to understand vaping has been around a lot longer than just being in America. And that's a part of this whole thing that pissed me off right from the get-go was the simple fact that nobody would look at what Europe was already doing, testing, and how shit was turning out over there. They just kept looking at what was happening here. And then going, we don't need to look at anybody else's data. We know what's going on here, and that's all that matters. That's not all that matters. There is much more to this, and we are just ignorant. Uh, are we ignorant? Oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't think it's ignorant. I think it's, um, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? We just think we know everything, you know? And I've been saying this for years. You need to share what's happening here with what's going on in Europe, and everybody needs to collab and put all their information together, and I think we're going to get a broader picture of how much better than smoking vaping actually is. And this has always been my argument. I know for a fact, if you are a smoker, vaping is much healthier for you. But if you are somebody who has never vaped or smoked in your life, this is so bad for you. It's not as bad as cigarettes, but it's still bad. Why would you go from never inhaling nicotine in your life to vaping on fucking jewel pods? You know, this is why my nephew is addicted to it. Because he went from nothing to 50 milligram e-juice. Now, I was a vapor for many years on 3 milligram vape juice. Went to 50 milligram and now I'm having a hard time cutting back. I'm down to 25. But anything lower than that, I feel like I'm just not getting anything anymore. And that's because I went up, and now I have to back down again. So this isn't just something that I'm saying. It's something I'm dealing with. I wanted to be done with vaping. There's many reasons why I want to be done with vaping. But the main reason for me getting off of vaping is I'm just kind of tired. But I love smoking. I love the action of it. I love the feel of it. I love everything about it. So it makes it very difficult. But I do know that I have to get off this nicotine. Um, I have to get off vaping. I have to. Eventually, that's what it was designed to do, you know? And I feel almost wrong talking about this, but it's, it's not wrong. It's just, it feels weird telling people not to vape when you own a vape shop. All right? I'll be honest with you. It's weird. But that's the whole point of the vape shop. The whole point for me was that we get people off of cigarettes, get them onto vaping, and then get them off of nicotine and get them away from this shit. And instead, vaping is now turned into the new cigarettes, which I guess is fine, but that's not what I intended it to do. I wanted it to help people get off of cigarettes And now I see people smoking cigarettes, they're vaping at the same time, they're taking nicotine pouches. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, that 50 milligram juice has made it so difficult to get away from nicotine that people are just doing it all now. So you got people on all spectrums, you know, doing everything, 
doing one thing and or or trying to get away from the thing that's hurting them the most. So there's all different scenarios of people uh, dealing with their nicotine addictions. But the easiest way for you to deal with your nicotine addiction is don't fucking start. Don't start. Vaping is not fucking cool. It's not. I know we used to have these cool vape shows and all this fucking shit going on and you'd have vape contests. I'm sure none of that exists today because if it does exist, I think that's crazy. You're just asking for COVID to get spread even easier. But it's not cool. These devices are interesting, but they're all at the end of the day, they're all doing the same stupid thing. Like, people ask me all the time, and this is going to be one of my shorts, but they ask me all the time, does this device hit different than this one? Is this one better than this one? And I'm like, they're all the same. They literally are all the same today. Everybody's got a mesh coil. Everybody's got a fucking pod system or a tank. Um, Everybody's got internal batteries or external batteries. So at the end of the day, when you... Hold up, do they hit a little bit different? Is the airflow different? Is this different? Does their cotton taste different? Yes, those little things are different. But the absolute uh, absolute whole of everything is that they're exactly the same. What, what company do you like better? What, what product do you like the looks of better? But other than that, they're the same. They're all the same stupid thing. And they all work the same. And the coil, I believe, is the only difference. Because everybody makes a different coil. They all use different cotton. But when you're getting nothing but mesh coils now, which are the best, even burn, nice airflow, those are the ones that have the better flavor now. So everybody does those. And you can get them in all different sizes. And depending on how much air they allow through is going to determine how big your hit is. And that's also going to give you your taste. So, yes, there are differences. But at the end of the day, they really are all just the same. It's all personal preference. All right. But so with with these guys talking to the who giving them all their information, it opens up the discussion. Uh, Are flavors helping? Are are flavors really for this? uh, Do we have to ban this? Now, I think that if they prove that it does help with smokers and then they also prove that it is worse for somebody who's never smoked in their life, I'll agree with that. I will agree with that. I've been saying that forever. If you don't vape, don't vape. If you smoke, pick up vaping, get rid of the smoking, and then get rid of vaping. And after eight years, I'm finally getting to a point where I want to get rid of vaping. But this would hopefully set the standard across the world. And ending all of these bans... And these regulations that they keep putting in, there'll be no more PMTAs, there'll be no more MDOs, that everybody will be making juice, 
Everybody will be making mods. We can get back to the uh, the free world here, you know, making money again, being able to sell whatever we want as long as we're not selling to anybody under the age of 21, all that great stuff, you know, following all our guidelines and doing what we're supposed to, paying state taxes. But this could end the bans. So I've got hope for this. Um, I really, really do hope. Um, that this helps because I've been saying it for the last seven years now that we should have been talking to the EU a long time ago. As soon as all that vaping stuff started hitting, it was bad for you, this, that, it's not water vapor, it's, you know, all that stuff. You should have gone to the EU and looked at their facts and all of their science because it had a different story to tell, and now I'm so glad that it's finally going to be getting out there and it's going to be put in front of people's faces, and hopefully this will save the vaping industry. That's what I'm hoping on. All right, and then uh, my last one here. This is so cool. I thought this was neat. I've never seen one of these, and I guess that's because this doesn't happen very often. So, one in 100 million ultra-rare cotton candy lobster caught off New England coast. Pretty cool. Hey, guys. Mark here from Get Maine Lobster. Super duper excited to show you what is called a cotton candy. There's only one in 100 million cotton. We caught this right here in Portland. Casco Bay. Just look how wow. beautiful that lobster is. So what do you do with it? So tomorrow... Do you eat it? Do you freeze Sunday, it? Happy fallback day. We're going to contact some of our friends and see where we might be able to deliver this lobster. We're not going to sell it. We're not going to cook it. Oh, really? It's a beautiful lobster and we want to preserve it. Interesting. So he gets to live. <laughs> It is very pretty, though, isn't it? Pretty cool. I'm not going to lie about that. That's that's neat. I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about it. I think it's I think it's cool that it gets to live. Um, they're not going to eat it, and uh, it was really pretty. It's one in 100 million of a chance of finding that cotton candy lobster. Ugh. Pretty interesting, huh? Pretty cool. Pretty cool, isn't it? So that's the t that's the Thanksgiving episode, everybody. Um, I just always want to say thank you, uh, you know, for watching, listening. Um, it's it's always a pleasure to be here and do this. And you know, I know at the end of the day, uh, everything I do is not what the top 10 podcasts do and I don't have a lot of stuff going on but I just thank all of you for you know checking in and uh, I'm very thankful for that so I'm thankful for all of my subscribers and all of you that watch and listen it's been a pleasure and I I can't wait to do more you know, I'm just excited to do more, and I am thankful for that on this Thanksgiving. 
Um, if you are new to the podcast, remember to subscribe. That's right. Subscribe, hit those like buttons, share, rate, review, and comments. If you want to know when all the new episodes upload, remember to hit those alarms. All right. Um, and then if you want to follow me, you can go to Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. I do content all week, every week, most of the weeks. I don't know. I just do extra content for you. It's fun for me to do. Gives you a little something before the podcast. So again, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. And then if you want to get more involved with the podcast, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talking with Topher at gmail.com. If you want free merch, put slow down in the subject line. Tell me your story. I pick it out. I read about it. Maybe it gets so good I have you on the podcast. Uh, You're going to get some free merch. All right? And you can only do that if you send an email over to T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, So do that. And that's it. That is it. Um, As always, I hope you're having a great Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. Remember to give thanks today and enjoy the people you're surrounded by. And um, I hope you have an enjoyable rest of your weekend. And as always, I will talk to you later.